Welcome to Agriculture In-Depth, presented by Sioux Nation in Fort Pier and by Kimball Livestock Exchange. I'm DRG Media Group News and Farm Director Jody Heemstra. My guest is Flower Hill Institute Regional Director Dave Carter. You'll hear from him after this. Safety in your cattle operation is imperative to not only you, but your cattle as well. From front to back, from tube to chute, AeroQuip cattle chutes go through extensive testing to ensure reliability and safety. With an extremely user-friendly design, you're in for a smooth operation every time. AeroQuip cattle chutes are the safe equipment you can trust every step of the way. That's one benefit, but not all. For more information, see Sioux Nation in Fort Pierce, South Dakota. The U.S. Department of Agriculture and the Flower Hill Institute are working together on a new meat and poultry processing program. Carter and I recently chatted about the details of the program. Let's talk about the uh, Meat and Poultry Processing Capacity Technical Assistance Program. Who are you aiming for? What kind of operations are you trying to target and, and help out? Well, Jody, you know, we saw during COVID the, the weakness in our meat processing system. When plants shut down and store shelves were empty and producers were putting down their hogs. And so, you know, the administration recognized that we need to have some resources out there for what they're calling a more resilient, diverse, and equitable meat and poultry processing system. And when they dedicated those resources, Secretary Vilsack realized that if they were just going to put grants out there for people to build processing plants, that was going to last, you know, about two weeks. Yeah. Um, they realized that what these, these folks need is they need the technical assistance to help them all the way through the process. Not only to find the grants and apply for the grants, but what type of facility do they need to build? Where are they trying to market their product? How do they want to process their product? So they brought together this really robust network of organizations to provide technical assistance, Every, all the way from the Intertribal Agriculture Council and the Association of American Association of Meat Processors to Tuskegee University and in uh, Flowery Hill Institute. And they brought uh, myself and another gentleman on, along with Flowery Hill Institute, to coordinate this, this network. And we started in March of 2022 and as of about two weeks ago, we went over our thousandth request for technical assistance. So there's a real need out there. And we're working with folks all the way from Puerto Rico to the Northern Mariana Islands. So it's a whole range of projects, different sizes, all the way from you know folks that want to put something together to feed their local community, to folks that want to build a branded product and put something new into the marketplace. And it's really been exciting work and rewarding work because we're helping people try and create more food security in the local communities and across the country. As far as um, the meat processing side, is it mostly beef plants you're seeing? Is it a lot of pork? Is there some specialty like bison, lamb type things? Or is it kind of they're building a plant and then they can do all the things? We are working with folks doing everything. We have folks that are involved with rabbits. Um, I was just uh, working with a project up in the Northeast yesterday that is uh, developing for halal processing, you know, religious processing. Uh, we do a lot of bison. We're, we're doing, you know, regenerative. We're doing organic. We're doing tribally produced. And this is what's exciting is that when you, you think about it, there is growing demand. You know, I saw this. I was with the Bison Association for 21 years, and that's where we really built the bison business is let's connect with those customers that want a product that's produced a little bit different, you know, with care for the land, care for the animal. Well, there are folks all across the country doing different things that, that we're working with. And 
you know, the challenge that we see and what we're trying to address now is for these smaller plants, first of all, where do they get a good workforce? You can't just take a worker out of one of these big plants where they've been standing on an assembly line doing one thing all day long and put them into a small processing plant where they may be on the harvest floor one day, the packaging room the next, and behind a retail counter the next day. So how do we help folks develop those skills? And then a huge one is, what do we do with the other half of the animal? How do we market that whole animal? And when you think of it, that is the difference between success and failure for many of the small plants. Um, JBS, XL, the big guys, USDA report says that the value of those byproducts right now is about $150 per carcass. Well, if you're in a small plant, you're probably paying $20 or $30 per carcass to have it hauled away. But at the same time, you know, when you think about it, just on the leather side, for example, there are companies out there that want story leather. They want leather that was regenerative or bison or whatever. And so how do we get that? And I've been involved in the pet food business through the years, so I've watched the humanization of pets just go off the chart. I'm guilty of it too. My wife and I spent a gazillion dollars to have our dog's ACL repaired a few right. weeks ago. Right. But it did. You know, I walked into a, a Petco the other day, and I walked into the dog food aisle, and I thought I'd taken a wrong turn and, and was in Kroger at the frozen meat aisle. Dog chow and old Roy aren't cutting it anymore. People want to feed their pets what they're feeding their children. Well, guess what? The folks that we're working with are producing those high-quality products that are you know, high-quality. They may be certified organic. They may be grass-fed. But we just have to massage the supply chain to be able to get those products to those, those folks. So that's what we're working on. We like to remind people that you know, this first year, we've been working a lot with folks on you know, getting grants. And so people think about us as the grant you know, locating. But we're going to be around in th- through at least two, 2026. And so, you know, as people go along every stage, putting together their business plan, designing their facility, figuring out what to do with the byproducts, that's what we're here to help them with at no cost to them. Cattlemen, when you're looking to buy and sell cattle, look no further than Kimball Livestock Exchange in Kimball, South Dakota. At Kimball Livestock Exchange, you'll find cattlemen working for cattlemen with a sale every Tuesday. If you can't make it to the barn, you can watch the sale live on Cattle USA. Visit KimballLivestockExchange.com to view upcoming sale information. For more sale information or to consign, call the barn at 605-778-6211, chat at 605-870-0697, or wade at 605-730-1801. How do they find more information? How do they get in touch with you folks, Dave? I was going to say, we just forgot to talk about that. So, first of all, you can go on to usda.gov backslash meat, or you can uh, Google Flower Hill Institute. That's F-L-O-W-E-R, Hill Institute. And there's there's a a link to our program, and there's just a quick form. takes less than five minutes to fill out. Tell us who you are, where you are, what you want to do. We will get back to you within 24 hours generally to say we need a little more information can you can we get a phone call or a zoom with you to talk about it and then we try and connect them with the right resource to help them 